It's definitely beginning to feel a lot like summer. The weather's getting nice out, and people definitely know exactly how this fantasy football season's going to go. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. How is everybody doing? It is Tuesday, May 18th, the four-year anniversary of the death of Chris Cornell, lead man from Soundgarden and Audio Slave. Uh Personally, as a music fan, a very sad day for me, um, and probably one of the reasons why today going just being a big bag of shit just kind of really just piled on it, but it is what it is. It was a long fucking day. Um, I'm hoping to have the depth charts completed uh, before the weekend, all I have left, listen, all I have left is the NFC North to get done. I've got the other seven divisions already done. Um, there was a lot of moves yesterday. I would have had it done um, outside of the fact that I pulled a Roy Van Winkle and tried to take a 20-minute cat nap. And uh, <laughs> whoopsies, three hours later, uh, I woke up and I uh, was like, well, I guess nothing's getting done today. <laughs> so... Oh, shit happens. The barometric pressure changes, shift in weather patterns. Man, when it goes from fucking cold to hot, hot to cold real drastically, my body just needs to shut down and restart itself. It's really fucking weird, but it is what it is. Uh, sent out the ADP tracking spreadsheet uh, today. Uh, this is the updated uh, numbers from the NFSC. Uh, from 516 I did that Sunday morning I was hoping to get all the depth charts done but it didn't happen so uh, I did hold on to it a couple a couple days longer but um, what you will know or what you will see when you open up that tracking sheet um, last year I you know if the player went up or down based on the week I actually ch- I changed the color of the number to red or green uh kind of was a little bit harder on the eyes to see so this year uh filled in those numbers with either a light green or basically kind of like an orangish red um that's kind of what worked out uh for whether or not their number went up they went up in um adp or if they went down in adp so take a look at that kind of get yourself familiar with it Uh, We only have two weeks of data on here, but as everyone knows, this continues to get updated uh, through about the middle of August. Um, I probably will not have it. Oh, God. I go to Canton. 
the weekend of the 15th, like the 12th, somewhere in there in August. So I'll, it'll be a day laid out on that weekend. Um, but you'll pretty much have everything ready to go. I mean, you, you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to see how everything's tracking. Um, definitely recommend uh, this chart at least taking uh, when you get to your drafts. Um, this is something that you may want to copy and print out at least the last three weeks so you can see what the moves are and all that, you know, how the player's been moving and whatnot. Um, and then you can make the decision on whether or not you're going to grab them a little bit earlier because uh, you know your favorite guy's not going to be there. That's kind of what it's for. So without further ado, uh, hoping this doesn't go much over an hour i'm trying to get it i'm going to try and keep it under an hour or about an hour i should say uh so we're going to go through the different positions quarterback running back wide receiver tight end and team defenses we're going to start with the quarterbacks see if there's anything that we uh notice in here i'll run down probably um the top 20 you know from each position and then we'll just kind of take a look at where the rookies are uh, maybe where players are moving. I have not inserted the bye weeks yet. That will be coming probably not this weekend, uh, probably about the following weekend. Uh, I'll have the bye weeks inserted in here. We don't need them right now. Anyways, you'll see it. If you're doing your best balls, you're going to see them there anyways. Because um, I'm going to start doing the spreadsheet this upcoming weekend. What does that also entail? That also entails that strength of schedule chart uh, based on uh, the DVOA, you know, uh, versus the pass, versus the run, um, uh, 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 running uh, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, tight end, uh, running backs in the passing game, that type of deal. So, uh, that will be getting done. That's probably going to take me a full week to get that one done. So when I have these depth charts done, I'll keep updating them, um, but I'm not going to send them out. Uh, you'll probably won't see another update for a couple of weeks, probably about middle of June. I'll probably start pan, you know, kind of uh, uh, pulling it back a little bit. But they're pretty. These are. These ones, these are going to be pretty fucking tight to what's going on right now. Now I am uh, paying attention to what's going on in Washington because apparently they're uh, looking to possibly trade or cut right tackle Morgan Moses. Uh, That would move their rookie offensive tackle, uh, if I'm seeing everything correctly, Samuel Cosme, um, offensive tackle out of Texas. That would probably move him up to right tackle uh right now he is third in the depth chart be, uh, at left tackle behind charles leno so stuff like that i'm going to keep on top of <clears throat> any type of major moves uh you'll be well informed uh, once i get the basically the first week of the spreadsheet done it should go rather quickly i'm not going to insert all any of the pictures or anything for like the team logos and all that um, I'm basically going to start working right off that first one that first week, get all the way through week 18. I'm going to try and pound them out as fast as I possibly can. Um, and then what we will have is me working on the, um, draft guide, 
uh, for your drafts. That'll be out in August. Uh, that should be out. Goal is to have that out the weekend, the weekend before I go to Ohio for the Fantasy Football Expo out there, the big nerd convention. So, um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the plan. Okay, so. If you guys think I should hold off on that for maybe another week, we'll have the draft guide. I'll have those ADPs put in there for where they're at at that point in time Uh, from that weekend. You'll be able to kind of work off that guide. I'll have my um, players that I really like. I'll have that all ordered up and whatnot. So we should be pretty good to go. Um, once the season comes up, just like last year. So let's do it. Let's get into the quarterbacks here. Uh, we'll start one through 10 here. We got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, still at eight, which is kind of surprising um, considering everything that's going on. Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. That has not changed from the previous week. Uh, what has changed is about the next 10 in here. So you got Jalen Jalen Hurts coming in at 11, Ryan Tannehill at 12. So there's your QB1s right now. Uh, Hurts moved to 11 from 13. Tannehill moved from 12 or uh, up to 12 from 15. Uh, moving down is Matt Ryan to 13, Joe Burrow 14. Kirk Cousins at 15. He moved up three spots from 18 to 15. Uh, Matt Ryan moved down from 12 to 13. Not a big deal. Uh, Joe Burrow did uh, have a three-position drop uh, from 11 to 14. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, the first rookie, actually comes in at QB 16. Uh, that's down from 14 last week. Baker Mayfield at 17, down from 16. That is kind of goofy. I would say, actually, I would take Baker Mayfield before Trevor Lawrence in there. Uh, that's just me personally. Joe Burrow is kind of a it's kind of a wild card. We'll have to see what happens with his knee. Apparently, signs are pointing that he is going to start out the season. So, as a QB two, I probably would not hate him, considering that Cincinnati's defense is not really good. And we'll be going back through uh, the divisions uh, podcast by podcast once I get the last uh, set of depth charts done. And we'll talk about the teams from there. Uh, let's see. Ben Roethlisberger comes in at QB 18. Daniel Jones at QB 19. That's a hell of a value. Now that's up from 22. So he's moved three spot up three spots from last week. Derek Carr rounds up the top 20, uh, up from 21. Deshaun Watson, uh, this is interesting that he's still at 21. He dropped for, down from 17. Uh, Carson Wentz, really, man, is QB 22, down from 20. Uh, that is rather low, but it still keeps him within the QB2 discussion. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa uh, is up to 23 from 24. That's about right. That's kind of right on him. Justin Fields uh, brings up then at the rear at 24, the end of the QB2 run. That is up from 26. Now, where are some guys in here that are left that we kind of – need to keep an eye on we need to keep an eye on sam darnold who moved to carolina he's at qb 25 down from 23 so that is interesting that is a guy right now that you will want to circle and you want to pay attention 
uh, because if you're doing your super flex drafts, your QB, your two QB drafts, um, even just as a kind of a flyer guy uh, in your best balls, um, he's coming in at pick 160 right now. So that's pretty, pretty good value on Sam Darnold. It's a pretty decent offense that uh, Teddy Bridgewater left uh, and kind of almost basically destroyed by his fucking self. So keep an eye on that. Uh, talk about the New Orleans quarterbacks. Jameis Winston comes in at QB 26. It's down from 25. Now, uh, Taysom Hill comes in actually at QB 31 at pick 188. Um, that's kind of interesting. So you got about a 50, 55 pick uh, uh, spread in between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Uh, as far as... Looking at the New Orleans quarterbacks, uh, if you're comparing the two, I'd rather probably take the shot on Taysom, really. If he's going that much farther down, taking the shot at him at QB 31, that's pretty good. The two rookies actually went, two of the rookies went right in front of him at Trey Lance, uh, went at QB 29, and Zach Wilson went at QB 30. So, a lot of people jumping on Trey Lance. Like I said, like I've said, he's this year's Jordan Love. Uh, Jordan Love, consequently, came in at QB 46. Okay, so pick 403. Not going to do anything outside of a best ball with that, right? He is actually behind rookie Kellen Mond at 43, QB 43. He's behind Mitch Trubisky at QB 42. Are you fucking kidding me? He could possibly be... Green Bay starter, and I don't give a fuck about Kurt Bettenkurt, right? I like Kurt Bettenkurt, but guess what? He's not jumping it. He's never going to jump ahead of Jordan Love. And this whole Blake Bortles bullshit, I told you, he's a fucking backup quarterback. God. Fucking stupid. Just stupid. It just pisses me off. Jimmy Garoppolo went off at QB 33, too. Behind Trey Lance. So, Trey Lance, 185. Jimmy Garoppolo, 231. Good God. Good God, people. I saw a Superflex draft yesterday. I actually commented on the per- on the person who did it. It's actually a very funny woman. Um, within that whole uh, get-along gang type deal. Uh, <clears throat> her, name, her name on Twitter is Cooter Doodle. So fucking hilarious. Um, but she did a super flex draft, and it was kind of funny because she jumped on a quarterback right away, which a lot of people do. Um, I'm not going to disparage the pick. I mean, she took Josh Allen at number one. Number one overall. And we do know super flexes. We do know that quarterbacks tend to go you know, rather early. Uh, anybody who's anybody that knows me, I wait on my quarterbacks. Uh just because it really doesn't matter. Um, you can get the stability if you draft them early in the super flex. That's what you're doing. But the problem is, is that you're dropping um, players within running backs, wide receivers, uh, that type of uh, position ranking where <clears throat> they make more of a difference. Like your CMCs, your Saquon Barkley's, Derrick Henry's, those kind of guys, they drop. 
And those are the guys that I really, really want before I go get my quarterback. I'll just throw any fucking quarterback in there, right? Super flex, I like to get three. Just give me stability. Just give me a guy that's going to fucking start every week. That's all I really want. I don't need anything. I don't need the flash, the pomp, and circumstance. That's that's the key to winning your super flex is to fucking wait. Let everybody go. Oh, I gotta get a quarterback. I gotta get a fucking quarterback. Oh, I gotta jerk off and get a fucking quarterback. Oh, 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 oh I gotta touch myself. But in reality, you're just letting everything drop. Now, the funny thing about that was, so she took, she took Josh Allen at one point one, ten teamer. Uh, but still, came back to her at the two three turn, and she took. Dalvin Cook and Cam Akers. Like, literally got, still got a RB1 and an RB1 slash 2 at the fucking turn. And I had mentioned, I said, wow, you got Dalvin Cook at that end. She's like, yeah, well, you know, quarterbacks that go early because super flex. And I'm like, well, yeah, well, you know. Still in a 1-1, I'm still taking probably CMC, but um, it kind of is what it is. But it, it's real interesting because I love to see what that draft board is. And, of course, a lot of those best balls, you can't really pull it up. Um, but, oh, my God. There's a lot of people that need to learn how to play fucking super flex. And my training, my training came from uh, mostly, mostly from... Uh, uh, Adam Ronis really followed him for years in how he did it, and my my way of doing it is exactly, almost exactly the same as how he does it. So I give him I give Ronis a lot of credit for that. Um, good dude, really good, really fucking good player. Uh, plays a lot of high, uh, will play higher stakes and stuff like that. So uh, definitely a good guy to follow uh, if you're on Twitter. So. Moving on to running backs, uh, we'll do we'll do the RB ones. We'll do, we'll go through twelve. So you got CMC, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkey, Barkey, Barkley, uh, who actually did move up to four overall, which is kind of surprising, but maybe not in the NFFC. Uh, Derek Henry at five, Jordan Taylor at six, Zeke at seven, Cam Akers at eight. So he's an RB eight. All right. Uh, the rookie Najee Harris for Pittsburgh went off at RB9, pick 12 overall. So he jumped in one week from pick 20 and as RB14 up to number 12 overall in the RB9. That's significant in one week. So this is going to be real curious to watch. If he starts eking up like Clyde Edwards-Alaire did, back up towards that that RB five, you know, five overall range, I'm not fucking touching him. Najee Harris around the one-two turn, yeah, I'm kind of okay with it. So Nick Chubb comes in at RB ten, Austin Eckler RB eleven and Aaron Jones as an RB12, 15th overall pick. Um, Everybody knows I don't really care much for Eckler. I don't like him at the beginning of the second round 
end of the second round, early third, I'd be I'd be a lot better with it. Nick Chubb is just continually being criminally um, discounted. I'll jump on him at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, all fucking day, all fucking day. Uh, Zeke Elliott, there's been some talk on him uh, with Dak back. Uh, the offensive line is should be healthy again. We'll pay attention to that, but I don't mind Zeke Elliott at seven. Uh, Cam Akers, I'm okay with at 10 overall, but I'd still kind of like to see him more as a second-round pick. Um, but that's definitely probably not going to happen in most drafts. We all know your home drafts. They're always going to be different than any any type of expert draft that you listen to on the radio. Uh, any NFFC tends to be a little bit different. Uh, the home leagues will really tell you um, get your quarter or get your running back early because there is actually quite a drop off in here. Uh, so we're through the RB ones. Uh, Aaron Jones bringing up the rear there. So here are your RB twos. Let me get this set up here. Okay, so at thir- at thirteen at thirteen RB thirteen to twenty four, DeAndre Swift of Detroit, Antonio Gibson, uh, which he is RB fourteen at pick nineteen overall. I love it. Uh, Joe Mixon, fifteen. He's at twenty third, back into the second round. I'm um, really, really good with him. Uh, it'll be interesting when we get to the AFC North and we start talking about them uh, in Cincinnati. We'll get into that one because uh, that one's going to be a little bit intriguing. Clyde edwards Lair at RB16, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, James Robinson, RB19, pick 35. David Montgomery at RB20, Pick 36, back into the third round. Josh Jacobs at 21, Chris Carson 22. Chris Carson, this is his usual spot, right at the beginning of the fourth round. Uh, Rookie Travis Etienne from Jacksonville at RB23. And Kareem Hunt, Cleveland, RB24. Pick 54. So beginning of the, actually about the middle of the fifth round. So that's your RB1s and your RB2s. Um, Interesting in here when we go through the RB3s. um, I'm going to mark this just so I see it. Um, Miles Gaskin uh, leads the RB3s, and then you have the pairing in Denver. Javante Williams goes off at RB26. Melvin Gordon at RB27. So if you're telling me Javante Williams at the back end of round five... I'm going to take a shot on the rookie over Melvin Gordon every time. Now, if you're drafting, if you're drafting at say the five-six turn, you could grab both, especially if you're shorthanded at running back. If you went with wide receivers and whatnot, um, definitely, 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 um, you could pair them up and you could just go with it. Uh, like I had said uh, last uh, last week's podcast, you're probably looking at Melvin Gordon starting the season. Uh, strong, and then you're going to have Javante Williams bringing up the rear, kind of like a Jonathan Taylor move uh, from last year. So that is good, 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 good. 
Uh, the only viable Atlanta running back right now, Mike Davis, goes off at RB28. Pick 69. Got to love it. End of the sixth round. Chase Edmonds have no interest. Raheem Mostert, probably not. Uh, Tampa pairing of Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, no. I'm not touching that fucking backfield again. I'm just not. Uh, Kenyon Drake in Las Vegas, no. Uh, David Johnson, Houston, no Houston running backs. Do not draft a fucking Houston running back. Listen to me now in fucking May, okay? We're not fucking doing it. Just don't. Just don't. Uh, AJ Dillon, RB 36 or 35. Eh, kind of like it. Pick 94. That's far enough. It's about eighth round. Uh, rookie Michael Carter in there. James Connor in Arizona. Now, here's something weird. Chase Edmonds goes off at RB 29. James Connor goes off at RB 37. Pick 71 for Chase Edmonds. Pick 99 for James Conner. That's a 28-pick swing right in there. Um, I would actually take a shot on James Conner back in there, to be completely honest. Now, you could wait a little bit. Trey Sermon's going uh, RB39, 106 overall. I kind of like to take a shot on the rookie, but I think he's going to have more of an impact next year. Um, Keeper leagues, yeah, probably definitely would take him in there. You get the value in there um, for the next season. Oh, my goodness. Is there anybody else in here I like? Uh, Jeffrey Wilson, San Francisco, pick, uh, RB43, pick 121, so in the 10th round. Uh, he's right above Devin Singletary uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Zach Moss af- actually went off at pick 104, um, or averaging pick 104, uh, RB38. So don't hate that. Gus Edwards is going to be involved in the offense. Uh, so it's like, say, an RB4 at RB45. Uh, uh, do not mind it whatsoever. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Kenneth Gainwell for Philadelphia. Kind of like him. Uh, pick 104, RB49. Chuba Hubbard uh, for Carolina. Uh, should be the primary backup for CMC. So right now you're looking at about uh, 12th round, really, to pair up CMC. So you know my general rule. If it's 10th round, uh, if it's at the 10th round, you can start handcuffing your running backs. And definitely with CMC getting hurt last year, uh, definitely is probably not a bad idea. Now, I'm not a huge Chuba Hubbard fan. But in that offense, he can be special if he gets open. So, and he's got a lot of more. He's got a lot more bang for his buck uh, than Mike Davis is going to have for Atlanta up top. So, uh, interesting rookie uh, pick here is Javian Hawkins, the undrafted free agent running back for Atlanta. He's more of a third down back. He's RB sixty three in there. Uh, pick two thirteen. Uh, so I have a lot of interest in him there. Um, Jamar Jefferson for Detroit. I kind of like him. Uh, he is going behind uh, Jamal Williams, who is actually more DeAndre Swift's primary backup kind of running mate at RB48, pick 139. Now you could get Jamar Jefferson there. Um, at pick 70, 256. So keep him in mind for Best ball, uh, best ball especially. Let's see if there's anybody else down here that we like. 
Do we like Duke Johnson? Nope. Nope. Pardon my yawns. Uh, Garrett Doak. Uh, Jared Dokes for Miami. Uh, RB 113. So very end of your best ball. You could take a look at him. Uh, he may have a shot at being more of a goal line back. Um, so best ball only. I would not draft him in a redraft, of course. But uh, definitely take a look at him uh, for your best balls. Wide receivers. Hmm. Let's see where we're at. 28 minutes? Yeah, I think we can get through all these. Let's get through all these. All right, so we're going to look at uh, the wide receiver one. So we're going to go one through 12. Uh, Tyreek Hill is your number one wide receiver, followed by Devontae Adams, who is number two. Uh, now, curiously, everybody you know speculating about Rodgers, whether or not he's going to be in Green Bay or not. Uh, NFFC people are apparently not afraid of it because he was uh, pick 14 overall last week. Devontae Adams is now pick 11. So he's moved back into the first round just like last year. Uh, so we're going to really pay attention to that ADP. Um, I've I've said all along, if Devontae Adams you know slips into that second round, if everybody wants to drop him back into two uh, front of three, I will jump on that all day. I'll bet on the player, uh, not the situation. So Stephon Diggs at <coughs> wide receiver three. DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver four. I think that's a little bit of a mismatch. That should be switched around. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at three. Stephon Diggs at four. Um, but to each his own, it's how you feel about it. DK Metcalf solid at five. A.J. Brown went up to six from uh, wide receiver eight. Uh, Justin Jefferson at wide receiver seven, if you're curious. He's picked 24, end of the second round. Calvin Ridley comes in at wide receiver eight. That is way low. It's way low. Calvin Ridley should be out uh, in front of A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson, in my opinion. Uh, he also should be threatening uh, D.K. Metcalf. So um, I consider Calvin Ridley more of a mid-range two. So if you're going to give me him at the back end of round two or the start of round three, I'll take it every time. Keenan Allen, wide receiver 9. Michael Thomas, wide receiver 10, pick 31. Dude, middle of the third round for Michael Thomas. I don't care if it's fucking Taysom or if it's Jameis Winston. I'll take a middle three, Michael Thomas, every fucking time. We got to start doing best balls, guys. Guys and gals, we got to start doing our fucking best balls. We got to start taking advantage of this shit. Terry McLaurin comes in at wide receiver 11, pick 33 overall, and then you have Julio Jones as your last wide receiver one as his wide receiver 12, pick 37, beginning of the, basically the beginning of the fourth round. Uh, that's hell of a value for him. Uh, we'll have to see what happens with these trade rumors and such, but definitely, definitely, I don't hate the, I don't hate the spot. Um, Injuries always kind of give me concern on it. Uh, that's why we kind of let Odell Beckham fall. Um, but let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm I'm going to stay away from him until I find out exactly where he's going to be. If he's in Atlanta, he's getting over a hundred. He's getting over a hundred, hundred and twenty targets. So you have to definitely consider him there. Interesting enough. Okay, so here's the start of your here's your wide receiver uh, twos. 
This is pay, uh, wide receivers 13 through 24. Allen Robinson at 13. So back in the fourth round, he was up about the 2-3 turn. Quite a fall. CeeDee Lamb has moved up right behind him at our uh, wide receiver 14. Amari Cooper, his teammate, wide receiver 15. I think... It's always going to be a conundrum, whether it's CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper. Um, I will take, uh, between the two, I'm not going to really jump on them. I'll probably let somebody draft one um, if I can. You know, if you can play the game of chicken and let a guy draft one and let the other guy, f- the other guy will probably fall, to be honest with you. And it's probably going to be Amari Cooper that's going to fall because everybody's going to be attracted to CeeDee Lamb. Uh, from what he did last year. But Amari Cooper was really fucking good last year, even when Andy Dalton was at quarterback for that last part of the year. So we got to keep that in mind. Uh, That's pick 43 overall. Mike Evans at wide receiver 16. Robert Woods, wide receiver 17. Chris Godwin at 18. Deontay Johnson uh, from Pittsburgh comes in at wide receiver 19. Tyler Lockett of Seattle. Comes in at 20. Adam Thielen at 21. Kenny Galladay at wide receiver 22. Rookie Jamar Chase, wide receiver 23. Pick 59. So that is the end of the fifth round. Um, Right in front of Cooper Cup, who's actually right at the back end of that as well. Uh, If you're telling me that you're going to give me Cooper Cup at pick 60... If it's going to be a choice between Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup, who would you take? You going to take the guy that's been around for a while? Or are you going to take the flashy new rookie? Come on, what are you going to do? You're going to take that flashy rookie, aren't you? You're going to take that motherfucking flashy rookie. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Cooper Cup at that spot. I'm going to take the proven commodity. And granted, he's got a different quarterback this year, but Matt Stafford versus Jared Goff? I'll take Cooper Cup every fucking time. Every motherfucking time. Unless I need a share of Jamar Chase. Then I'll probably take a share of Jamar Chase. But for the most part, I'm taking Cooper Cup. Let's go through the wide receiver threes here real quick since it is so expansive. So uh, wide receiver 25 through 36, you have DJ Moore. Man, good value in the sixth round. Holy fuck. Especially since he's right in front of Chase Claypool by three picks. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, 27. Brandon Ayuk at 28. That's actually pretty good value right now on him. He's dropped six spots from uh, pick 64 overall to 70. Juju Smith-Schuster said to be taking, going to be taking more reps at outside. I'll pass at wide receiver 29. DJ Chark at wide receiver 30. Kind of like him still there. Odell Beckham is going to be interesting. He comes in at wide receiver 31. That's pick 77 overall. Uh, Right in front of Cortland Sutton and Denver, uh, 32. I would probably take the shot on Odell Beckham there, to be completely honest, especially if if I can get him as my third wide receiver, a guy that I really didn't have to depend on and – considering the fact of how much research I go into week after week uh, looking for the matchups and using him basically 
week in and week out, just in exploitable matchups, fuck yeah, I'm taking Odell Beckham there. Tyler Boyd comes in at wide receiver 33. Devontae Smith, the rookie in Philly, wide receiver 34, 83 overall. Robbie Anderson, wide receiver 35, 86, gets back with his old quarterback who he had success with uh, and still had a really good year with shitty quarterback. Uh, Curtis Samuel on his move to Washington at wide receiver 36. So, Devontae Smith versus Robbie Anderson. You kind of get back down there. You kind of get in that eighth, you know, seventh, eighth round. Uh, it's kind of who you like a little bit more. We'll have to see what happens with Devonta Smith, um, how he's adjusting. Uh, I do like Devontae Smith a lot more, uh, a lot as a player, I should say. Uh, but to be completely honest, it's like I said, I'll still take probably the veteran, the crafty veteran in Robbie Anderson. So let's see if anything intriguing here. Uh, Jerry Judy starts your wide receiver fours, Will Fuller. Uh, Debo Samuel. Um, this is probably where you can get a lot of value uh, with Debo Samuel versus Brandon Ayuk. You're getting about 28 picks in value right now. Uh, from Ayuk to Samuel. This is different from this is kind of the same thing as last year, but it was vice versa, right? You got all the you got all the draft capital out of uh, Brandon Ayuk or savings out of Brandon Ayuk versus Debo Samuel, and Debo Samuel got hurt. Uh, let's see here, Marquise Brown. We're going to keep an eye on. He comes in at wide receiver forty three. Um, Landry still. Charvis Landry still disrespected. Uh, wide receiver 44. We'll pick 108, which is really funny. Jalen Waddle comes in. The rookie for Miami comes in at 45, 111 overall. Eh, at that point, I guess you can start taking chances. I probably won't take any chances on Antonio Brown. Um, Have no interest. I have some interest in Corey Davis because I'll have to throw with Zach Wilson, but we'll have to see in training camp really who he's preferring in there. Uh, have some interest in Darnell Mooney at wide receiver 49. Uh, Michael Gallup, definitely, man, at wide receiver 50, 129 overall. That's a hell of a deal. Uh, same with Marvin Jones for Jacksonville. Uh, I think they will really rely heavily on the crafty old veteran uh, down there in Jacksonville with the rookie quarterback. So wide receiver 51. 132 overall. Not a bad spot to take really a shot on him. Uh, other than that, oof, Rashad Bateman for Baltimore. Wide receiver 59, pick 156. Oof. Keep an eye on Terrace Marshall of Carolina. He's wide receiver 66 right now, uh, although that is a lot. There's a lot of players there for targets because you got to consider – uh, Christian McCaffrey in there is kind of another, you know, wide receiver, uh, short area guy. So uh, pay attention to that. Kadarius Tony is real interesting as far as the rookies go. Uh, wide receiver 71, 198. Amon St. Brown, we talked about it with Detroit. We like the rookie. Uh, slated to probably start the season in the slot right now. That's kind of what they're expecting. Wide receiver 72, pick 203. So keep an eye on him. Uh, intrigued a little bit on AJ Green in Arizona. Uh, not incredibly high, but uh, just enough. 
Not really anything else. We start getting any of these wide receiver, you know, freaking eights and nines. Um, do like kind of like Nico Collins. I like to pay attention to that one. Uh, yeah, nothing else really all the way down. We'll have to see what happens here. That's all going to be dependent upon injuries and and guys getting let go and all that type of stuff. So. We'll move on to the tight ends. We'll just go through up through the tight end twos. We'll start with tight end ones, one through 12. Uh, usual suspects here, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle. Um, when it comes to Travis Kelsey, is a first-round pick. Expect that to happen. Um, if not, I will definitely take a look at him in round two. Uh, Mark Andrews at four. Kyle Pitts is your tight end five at pick 68. Now, normally I would be kind of skeptical about that, but but we talked about this. They're going to split Kyle Pitts out every once in a while. They'll have Hayden Hurst stay inside, stay more in line. Kyle Pitts going out in the slot. So, Russell Gage, goodbye um, for the most part. But uh do like that. We do expect Atlanta to have more of a passing offense because they did not attack um, running back in free, really in free agency outside of Mike Davis. Uh, did not attack it in the draft. So not expecting a heavy workload. Uh, running it, it's going to be more of a pass. The defense sucks. They're going to be playing from behind. TJ Hawkinson I really do like at tight end six, though. Pick 72 overall uh, behind Kyle Pitts. So that'll be interesting. Noah Fant at seven. Logan Thomas at eight. Dallas Goddard, nine. Tyler Higby at 10. Robert Tanyan at 11. And Irv Smith of Minnesota at 12 so really the guys all the way up through tight end nine most of those guys i'm actually really okay on once you get past there it's kind of a pick your poison so uh all the way up through goddard you're gonna want to really uh gravitate on there so you're looking at dallas goddard right now so by pick 95 um you should be up through tight end nine somewhere in there uh, let's see here. So we start tight end twos. This is 13 through 24. Let's get on there here. And here's what we got. We got Mike Kazicki of Miami. Gross. We know what happened there. Evan Ingram. Too many things going on. Hunter Henry, then Johnu Smith in New England. They're going to take away from each other, but if you need a backup tight end, I'm okay with it. Uh, Rob Gronkowski at 17. Yuck. Austin Hooper, 18. Zach Ertz at 19. Yeesh. Adam Troutman is going to be interesting. I kind of have some interest in this kid um, for New Orleans. He's tight end 20. I'm going to see what happens here with him. Uh, Eric Ebron at 21. Blake Jarwin for Dallas at 22. I hate to say it, but we got to pay attention to that. If he stays, if he stays healthy, um, what Dalton Schultz did last year basically was a tight end six, I believe, last year in that offense. So if Blake Jarwin can stay healthy, uh, we're definitely going to have to take a look at him. So just keep an eye on the ADPs there. Gerald Everett at 23. Anthony Ferkser brings up the rear at 24. Just missing the cut was Cole Komet for Chicago. Uh, beyond that, I don't do not have really any interest on any of these guys except for maybe DFS. Uh, one DF guy, DFS guy that maybe we can look at is Dan Arnold in Carolina. 
uh, moved over there from Arizona. So, outside of that, nope, 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 nope. Let's not even bother with it. Defenses! Yay! We'll just go through the top 12, and then we'll see if we can pick and choose any interesting spots here. Uh, Rams come in at 1, Steelers at 2. Do not like the Steelers. Do not draft them. Uh, There's something really fucking weird with their secondary that I just do not like. Douche Canoes come in at defense number three. That's interesting. I really want to take a look. I want to take a look at the strength of schedule um, based on the offensive matchups, really, with uh, with Washington. Uh, They could be really intriguing. We were really on them with the pass rush earlier in the year. Uh, and then it benefited later in the year once they started really rounding in the form. Uh, Bucks come in at four. Ravens at five. Um, okay with those, I guess. Uh, Colts at six. Uh, if Carson Wentz really gets that offense rolling where they're using the running game, you know, the play action pass and all that, uh, keeping that defense off the field, they can be really good. Uh, Dolphins at seven. They're going to be the nice. They're going to be the darling this year. Uh, New England Patriots defense, though, at number eight. Um, they are really intriguing. Really, really intriguing. Because I'm not sold on Miami's offense. New York Jets were definitely not sold on their offense. So they really, you really have to watch out just for Buffalo. But they handle Buffalo pretty well, you know, when they get in that home game. So... Um, keep an eye on that. If they stay down towards the eight twelve range, I'm definitely hopping on Patriots. Uh, 49ers at nine, I think it's too high. That defense has a lot of fucking holes in it outside of the pass rush. Uh, Buffalo Bills at 10, they're okay. They're stable. Uh, they actually dropped down from, uh, defense number seven, which is really weird. Uh, Saints moved up to, uh, defense 11. I'm not really high on them this year. Um, we have to see what happens with their secondary. Their secondary is really fucking weak um, in there. Cleveland Browns defense is intriguing, though, at, at defense 12. Um, if you're able to get them real late, I am not I'm not hating it. Uh, let's see what happens with the rest of these guys. We'll just go 13 through 32, and I'll just kind of go yay or nay. Uh, Chargers at 13, no. Kansas City, yeah. At 14, they did get some turnover, uh, have a lot of turnover potentials, but they're going to still be able to be run on a little bit. Broncos at defense 15 is hella fucking intriguing, even if Drew Locke is still the quarterback there manning that offense. Uh, they got all their pieces back, you know, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, all those dudes, and uh, they stocked up on secondary. Mm. That defense is looking really fucking sweet. I'll take a shot on Denver Broncos defense. They could force some turnovers in there. Um, it does kind of suck. They do face some pretty potential, you know, potent or potent offenses in that division, but... Um, <sighs> There's a lot of potential there. Those defense, those offenses are going to have some trouble. Uh, Cardinals at 16, no. Uh, Bears at 17, no. Seahawks at 18, fuck no. New York Giants at 19 is interesting. Saquon is kind of the key, followed by Daniel Jones. 
Um, those two, if they can work, if they can get it to work, um, keep that defense off the field. That's not a bad defense. The secondary is kind of underrated. Uh, Green Bay at 20. Uh, no. No and yeah. I mean, the division's pretty shitty. I'm not really scared of anybody's offense outside of maybe Minnesota. And that's about it. So, maybe. Let's see the schedule. Uh, Eagles at 21, no. Cowboys at 22, still no. Carolina Panthers at 23. Mm. They'd probably be a uh, weekly pickup. Uh, Vikings at 24. Yes. Yes. Bears in Detroit twice. Don't know what's happening with Green Bay, but they're going to give Green Bay some fits. I do like them at 24. Uh, Titans at 25, no. Jets, 26, no. Raiders, 27, no. Jags, no. Bengals, no. Falcons, fuck no. Detroit Lions, no. Houston, Texans, hell no. So, yeah, there's there's still a couple of sleeper defenses in there. Uh, defenses that we'll want to take a look at. Uh, quite possibly for a seasonal, definitely for best ball. So that is this week's ADP, risers and fallers, taking a look at there. We'll take a look at it every week. Uh, maybe I'll do that on Sunday nights. We'll see if I got time. But we are going to start going back through division by division, and we'll see which guys we want for our fantasy teams. You guys take it easy. Be well. Take care. I really feel like a dick stealing that from Dr. Roto. That's Dr. Roto's thing. That's not my thing. Don't expect me to fucking do that again. My bad. My bad, dog. My bad.